Welcome to Success Stories brought to you by SNS Activewear. I'm your host, Marshall Atkinson, and this is the podcast that focuses on what's working so you can have success too. It's no secret that many people gain tremendous insight and inspiration from reading books. And by reading, I'm including paper printed books, ebooks, and of course, audiobooks. As many people tend to buy and share their favorite books as holiday presents, on today's episode of Success Stories, I've asked a wide array of the industry leaders to give us their favorite tips and recommendations for books that they have enjoyed this year or maybe in previous years past. So whether you're looking for a new book to glean some insight about something or the perfect gift for your staff or customers, we have you covered. You're going to hear from about a dozen of the best folks in the industry and their favorite books. Plus, I'll give you my favorites too. So here we go. Hey everyone, it's Mark Graham here. I'm the co-founder of CommonSkew and delighted to share a couple of book options that I have been loving of late. So thank you, Marshall, for inviting me to share some of my thoughts. The first is a cool book I'm reading right now called No Rules Rules, a book about Netflix. And this was uh, co-written by Reed Hastings, the uh, co-founder of Netflix, and just hot off the press. And what I love about it is it's an unvarnished look at the culture of Netflix and how it is that they've taken a a rather unorthodox view of business management, uh, everything from their vacation policies to their uh, rather unvarnished way that they encourage employees to share feedback with one another, uh, including Reed Hastings himself. Um, Fascinating read, highly recommend it for any business geeks in the room. Um, And uh, here you go, you can get this uh, from your local library or your local bookstore. Um, And then, of course, I'm reading Seth Godin's The Practice. I'm about halfway through this. Uh, Delighted to have Seth Godin speak at our SKUCon event in January. And so getting ready for a really exciting interview with Seth. And this book, quite simply, is about shipping creative work. Seth Godin is a master when it comes to overcoming obstacles, when it comes to shipping creative work. And I've been a student of Seth Godin for many, many years and absolutely love what it is that he's been doing. So The Practice... Shipping creative work, it's fantastic for any business person who's got a creative bent that has been struggling with shipping creative work, and it provides a roadmap of of sorts. Anyways, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy these books. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey there, it's Charity Gibson. Marshall reached out and asked me if I could let you guys know what my favorite book that I've read this year is. And in true charity fashion, I can't just pick one because I do a lot of reading. I actually spend about 3,000 pages a week uh, in books. And so they're definitely one of my very favorite things um, on the planet. It's a great way to pass the time. You can get educated, you can get lost. There's just so much. So to me, books are magical. And the three that I actually wanted to pick out that I've read this year, there are a bunch of them, like I said, but I've narrowed it down to three. The very first one I think that I would probably recommend is Kendra Hall, Stories That Stick. And Kendra Hall is just such a genuine, nice, amazing person. I definitely suggest following her on Instagram. Um, Her story 
is really cool. And the story about telling stories is also amazing. So the thing I love about this book is that it tells you about the value story, the founder story, the purpose story, and the customer story. And it lets people know how you can use your story to win more business, but really to build a more authentic following. And I just love this. We hear all the time about storytelling in business, but we don't know why. We don't know how. We just, everybody's like, oh, tell your story. And yeah, but for what purpose? And so this book goes through um, storytelling and um, just how to better communicate to salespeople and to customers the value that your company provides, but more importantly, why you do what you do. And so that's just number one for me. Number two, Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud. And this book is crazy cool because I actually took a grief and loss recovery class that was disguised as a life coaching class. And it was about six weeks long. And in it, we talked about grieving loss and how imperative it is to complete losses in our lives before we can truly find success. And so the idea of completing the loss comes along with realizing that there are necessary endings. And this can be the loss of an ideal, the loss of a person, the loss of a relationship, the loss of business, anything. And so Henry Cloud talks about just the idea that some things have to end, but the end does not mean the end end that it can be beginnings. But in order for some things to really evolve in our lives, we've got to leave some things in our past. And that is just so, so deep. And you learn so much. It's one of those books that just leaves you filled with a million great takeaways. So I definitely recommend that one, Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud. And then the third and final recommendation that I have is Nice Girls Don't Get Rich. And I am a huge advocate for women in the industry. Not that there are too many men, just that there are not enough women. And I also think that women have a long way to go in the abilities that we have to overcome stereotypes and to also take some of that power and um, find it within ourselves. And so Nice Girls Don't Get Rich is a cool book. I liked it. Talking about some of the mistakes that women uh, make with money that keeps us from finding wealth. And so I love the idea that you can trade time for money, but you can't trade time for wealth. Wealth comes from developing healthy habits um, and making smart investments. So that book is definitely a must read for, I think, any woman or man too. So so there you go. I have a million more recommendations. If you guys ever want to reach out and talk books, I would love to trade information. I am charity at peerlessumbrella.com or you can find me online on Instagram at it's me charity G. Thanks everybody. Have a great day. Hi, this is Tom Ron with 1-800 t-shirts and my favorite go-to book is Double Double by Cameron Harold. And this book tells you how to double your revenue and profit in three years or less. And we followed a lot of the um, guidelines and principles and things in this book to double our business. Basically, every year, last three years, uh, the three years preceding that, the three years preceding that. And a lot of the things in here have helped us land on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in America for the last three years in a row. So I'll go over a few of the big takeaways from this book, the vivid vision and painted picture 
um, talks about painting this picture of what your business looks like three years from now and then breaks it down going back to what you're going to do yearly, quarterly, monthly to get to that end goal three years from now and feel like um, what it visualize and paint that picture of what your business is going to look like in three years and start getting towards that right away. Uh, reverse engineering your goals and projects, creating a world-class co- culture, focused on hiring, communication, meetings, talks about marketing, public relations, productivity, leveraging technology, how to grow when it's slow, um, which is so key right now, personal productivity, getting a board of advisors, work-life balance, and many other things in between. So this book is just full of tried and true principles and other little nuggets that will help you double your business in the next three years and get you on the right path to get there. Once again, Double Double by Cameron Harold. This is Tom Brown with 1-800-T-Shirts.com. Hello, I'm Jeff Solomon, the publisher of freepromotips.com and all the related content that comes with that. And when I was asked to review a book, what what I really liked this year, I was, I was a little taken aback because I, I don't read a lot of books. I watch a lot of Seinfeld and other mindless things, but I don't read a lot of books. But there is a book that I was excited to share with you, and it was given to me by Ryan Moore from All Made, written by, by his uncle. It's called Beyond Business. His uncle's name is Lonnie Genger. It's available on Amazon, and probably butchered that name. My apologies. But uh, Ryan gave me this book and put a little inscription in it about uh, helping uh, change the world. And that's really what this book's about. And when I started to work with uh, the team at All Made, my perception of of what's important in life really had changed. It's been happening for a while. My son encouraged me to focus more on uh, companies dealing with that are uh, responsibly sourcing in the eco movement and all that, because as an old guy, frankly, I didn't really care that much about that stuff. Now I care all about it, and I see why that's important and why a book like Beyond Business is so important, because it's talking about how business can change the world. We can change uh, the world by employing families, and those families can change the world in their communities, and we can have an impact locally as well as globally. And there are so many great companies that are doing awesome things. I'm not going to go out and mention a bunch of names, but uh, it's all part of what's happening in the promo cares movement in, in the industry. And it's becoming more and more important. And that's why books like this that talk about these principles are are becoming more important. I will throw out one name, and that is uh, Common Skew. So I, I confess, I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy of Common Skew and the content and all those guys, those uh, people are doing over there. And and there was a podcast talking, it was a Promo Cares focused podcast, it was talking about a product, and then uh, the, the product was being presented, and the client uh, went to them and said, uh, supplier, uh, question mark, story. They want to know the story. What's really happening with that company? Because the business is going beyond just the product. There's plenty of places you get product, but companies, brands, especially on the higher level of business, are really focused on what that story is. And that's why I like Beyond Business. And I'm not going to do a whole long thing. I certainly won't read the whole book, but there's a paragraph, just one thing I tagged here. And uh, it says, you begin to see that 
The real power of business is more than creating valuable products, services, and environments. It's even more than going the extra mile to benefit humanity. It is a powerful tool to transform the world. That means making a better life for people globally, where where our goods are being made, making a better life for our employees, and, and, and being able to profit so that we're able to give back and, and do more. The book is has a, a foundation in faith, and, and the core of the content really uh, revolves around that. And, and it's really relevant because uh, we really, as business that, businesses that function responsibly and function even using biblical principles, ha- have a value, and, and, and it's working. So that's what I want to share, Beyond Business, available on Amazon. And... Uh, I'm I'm so happy I took the time to read it. There's plenty of time to watch Seinfeld episodes and do other things, but that is my recommendation. Thanks so much for letting me share. Hey, Marshall, Brian Rainey here, CEO of Guten. Uh, Responding to your best book of of 2020, uh, mine is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, under the theme of uh, personal uh, growth and, and self-growth, especially as the amount of time that we've had over the past year has extended, uh, this one really hit home for me, and I've, I've read it actually now multiple times with a pencil, trying to understand how I can continue to take a large amount of overall reading uh, and create a system rather than a set of outcomes that are much better. That's really the, the, the highlight of this book. The idea here is habit improvement is compounding interest uh, over time, that the better your habits, the better you're naturally going to make the right choices. Getting 1% better over time, you're now compounding interest of those underlying habit changes. Uh, And it really is much more sort of habit-based rather than task-based, that while you can improve for a week or two weeks, uh, you know, if you're focusing on outcomes, the much greater and longer term benefit comes from really changing and modifying the inputs. The focus here and the things that really kind of landed for me were changes in the underlying environment make a huge difference, that, that people are not necessarily don't want to do things the right way, but, but they're not really setting themselves up to make it as easy as possible. They, they focus in the book on the least effort approach to making a change. So how can you change your environment so that for good habits, you reduce the friction. Uh, one of the examples is if you want to take a vitamin every day, put that vitamin next to your computer. I'm, I'm looking at my vitamins right now. Or increasing the friction if it's a bad habit. I had gone through earlier in the year a modification of uh, how my apps were laid out on my phone so that I didn't naturally go into a time-wasting app. I hid that on my phone. Even those small frictional changes increase my ability to, to do good, uh, to, to repeat good habits and, and to stop doing bad habits. I really talked about negative and positive reinforcement and, and, and the sort of four rules here are make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying. Those are, that's really how the human brain is wired. And, and again, they prove this as much with the negative. How do time-wasting applications on your phone hit making it obvious, attractive, easy, easy, and satisfying. They use that over and over again. And really that idea of even if you're creating a habit that will, will improve the day 1% of the time, how do you make the habit itself immediately rewarding so that your brain is naturally wired to, uh, you know, to repeat that over and over again? You know, as I said, this is really a thematic explanation of, of a large amount of self-improvement work I've been trying to do. It's been incredibly helpful as we've spent more time indoors and, and, and alone. 
uh, over the past year to really practice this and see what works. Um, when pairing it with my, you know, the, the, the sort of other book, uh, uh, Getting Things Done, and, and really looking at the ways in which my inputs and my outputs get matched, I've seen a big sort of process improvement. So highly, highly recommend Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think there's absolutely at a minimum some, some good positive incremental takeaways, even if, uh, you know, even if it doesn't kind of modify your behavior to the extent that it has for me. Like what you hear so far? Be sure to subscribe so you can get the latest from Success Stories. And now, here's Brittany Tuccheroni with the SNS Spotlight. You really can't underestimate the impact that a great book can have on someone's life. And that's why we really hope that you're enjoying this special episode of Success Stories. We've got a lot of book readers here at SNS too, so we wanted to jump in and quickly share a few of our favorites. Meg Erber, our sales rep out of Eastern Pennsylvania, is going to start us off with her favorite book, Red Goldfish by Stan Phelps. Thanks, Britt. So there are a few books that come to mind when I was asked to do my recommendation, but the one I'm going to discuss is my most recent find. This book is not a book that decorates your bookshelf. It's one that you keep at your desk, and it's designed to have handwritten notes, highlighted passages, and most likely a drop or two of coffee on a few pages. What I really liked about it was how it made a case for purpose and promo. Instead of teaching you how to sell brand fill, which is merely purely executed, cheap, non-useful products sourced and logoed that do nothing more than check a box on the to-do list of the buyer. It teaches you how to sell products with a purpose. It teaches you the why, the how, and then how to bring that purpose to life. This book is also loaded with real-life case studies, examples, and profiles of companies of all sizes and from all three sides of our supply chain, suppliers, distributors, and service providers. The characters in this book are the businesses and people from our industry doing good for a purpose as they build their brand. They are all united by a passion for the causes and communities in which they've invested their resources. The level of commitment demonstrated in these stories in many instances represents a personal and emotional investment on the parts of the people featured. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10. Thanks, Megan. Next up, our head of corporate training, Stefan Baer, tells us why he loves a book called Managing People. What's personality got to do with it? By Carol Reitberger. Thanks, Brittany. So when I saw this book on the book stand, it was the title that jumped out at me. The title offered an opportunity to better the art of managing people by genuinely understanding their different personality types. So many aspects of executing a successful sales strategy are dependent on the understanding of a team's dynamics and especially the customers that you're selling to. So as you read, what unfolds is a color quad. And she's put together a quad, red, green, yellow, and orange. And they're all different types of personality traits and characteristics. So as you read, you start to identify, you know, who you're dealing with on a daily basis and what personality type they are. And then the book continues to match colors with other colors that are compatible and not so much compatible at times. So you're reading on and on trying to discover what your personality trait and characteristic is and how it's described. And then boom, once you find that, then you can start applying the book to other colors. And it's almost a guide to who you need to spend a little more time with, who you relate to, and most importantly, you know, where to find your path. So 
you know, highly recommend this book. Um, and it's allowed me to apply the insight of why people consistently do the things that they do. And most importantly, understand the challenges and limitations that they face. So great read, highly recommended, keeps you reading, have fun. Thanks, Stefan. Before we get back to the show, I've also got a book you should check out too. It's called Strengths Finder 2.0 by Tom Rath. So the premise of this book is that you take a quiz and read the book based on your quiz findings. Um, and throughout the book, it'll kind of tell you about your strengths and the different strengths that people can possess. Once you find your strengths, it helps you to kind of hone in and tells you why it's important to focus in these areas and how if you're spending more time outside of the area of your strengths, you're essentially wasting time and energy. But if you focus all of this time and energy into your strengths, you're going to climb to a higher success rate at a faster pace. When you're looking at your weaknesses, you want to kind of build a team around you and collaborate with people who are naturally talented and their strengths are your weaknesses. So this is really great whether you're looking for personal growth or team growth. You can have a whole team read this book, take the quiz, and then find out the gaps in your team dynamic of their strengths and what you need to fill in, whether it's someone who's more creative, someone who's more analytical, so that you have a whole and complete team. So there you have it. We hope that some of the books that you've heard on this episode will get you fired up and inspired heading into the new year. Let's all make 2021 a year to remember. Thanks for listening. Hello, Marshall Atkinson. It's Roger Burnett from Social Good Promotions. What's happening? What is my favorite book is a little bit of a loaded question when it comes to 2020. Having been the author of a book myself, Red Goldfish Promo Edition, How Promotional Products Leverage Purpose to Increase Impact, which was co-authored with Stan Phelps, was the godfather of the Goldfish series. So I can't pick my own book. That's weird. I would never do that. But what I will do is I'll point all of your guests, uh, listeners, your listeners in the direction of another book that Stan wrote called Diamond Goldfish. Diamond Goldfish, excel under pressure and thrive in the game of business. He wrote it, co-authored it with Travis Carson and Tony Cooper, those two guys work for this company called Market Force, and Market Force has been around for a very long time, and their entire purpose is designed to try to help businesses get a strategic advantage over their competition by being able to understand how to perform under pressure when you're in high-stakes negotiations. And for those of you who are aware of personality typing, what most of us know there's lots of different personality tests that you can take and there's lots of different ratings systems that go along. But by and large, what we know from those testing uh, strategies is that there are typically sort of four different personality types that people will typically fall into. And what we also know is that people typically buy from people they know, like, and trust. Additionally, what we also know is that the average closing ratio for a professional business-to-business -business salesperson hovers right around 25%. So if we're doing this as circumstantial evidence to justify our hypothesis, what we would say is if there are four different personality types and we only typically close one out of every four transactions... And we know that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. The likelihood is 
that the 25% of the business that you close are with people who are most like you. And as a result of that, you can only really scale to a certain amount of success based on the fact that you're never really going to escape this 25% closing ratio unless you can figure out something to be able to grow your skill set to allow you to evolve beyond only doing business with those people who are comfortable with you because of your shared personality type. So what we find out in the book, Diamond Goldfish, is that while we all have one predominant personality type, we actually all have a secondary personality type that we will move towards when the stakes are high. So consequently, what you need to be able to do is to recognize not only the personality type of the person that you're dealing with, but also where they're going to move into their backup position once the pressure starts to mount. And by being able to do so, you can head some of the trouble off at the pass by meeting that person in the place that you know they're going to move because you've done that study and you recognize the clues that would suggest what behavior you can anticipate on the other person's part when the stakes get down to brass tacks. So if that's at all interesting to you, I would strongly, strongly recommend Diamond Goldfish. There's tons of valuable information in there. It's really, really eye-opening for me to consider not just the fact that you need to understand what makes other people tick, but you also need to be able to understand what's going to happen to them when the pressure is on. So I hope that you find that valuable. I hope Stan sells a few more books in the process. It's a great guy. You would love him. Every one of the books in the Goldfish series would be something worthwhile and worth your time. If you're interested at all in trying to learn small ways to change your business in order to be able to create some outsized competitive advantage, unfair advantage as Marshall has been known to call it over time. So hopefully that's of value to you all. And I look forward to hearing your feedback. Hey, Marshall, this is Mark Kapsinski, uh, CMO over here at Guten um, in the uh, supply chain business for print on demand. And um, thanks for the opportunity to share with you uh, one of my favorite books uh, that I really have enjoyed over the years and kind of speaks to my own personal interests. Um, the book is called The Patient Will See You Now. Uh, the Future of Medicine is in Your Hands by Eric Topol. And I think the real thing that I'm most interested in about this book is uh, it first speaks to uh, the notion of data. I've worked in the data industry from Experian and Yodli and uh, a few other places where um, having access to data and being able to analyze just amazingly large amounts of data across, you know, vast populations of consumers and individuals and being able to drive insights and actions off of that uh, just is personally fascinating. And I think the thing that I've always noticed is in uh, industries like healthcare, um, you know, the data is always hidden and behind the scenes. Uh, there's a famous Seinfeld episode where Elaine goes to the doctor and the doctor writes something in her medical record and she can't see it. And then the doctor exchanges that record with someone else and she still can't see it. 
And I think uh, in Eric's book here, uh, The Patient Will See You Now, he really starts to, you know, address that and, and tackle that head on in terms of, you know, why don't we as consumers have better access to our healthcare data? Why is it still held up in these different systems? And uh, the consumer, uh, the patient, doesn't have ac- easily access to it, despite all the technology in the world. And uh, in nearly every single other industry, all the way down to your personal finances, you can carry that data with you, have easy access to it on your phone at any time, tons of different apps that let you manage and use it. Uh, But in healthcare, um, the tech companies uh, uh, that are behind the scenes manage the data for the hospitals and doctors that you go visit. And they basically don't let you have your data because they feel it's in your best interest not to give you your data. And um, Eric Topol certainly uh, challenges that thesis and really believes that, you know, we should have access to the data. We should have tons more insights. And then, you know, we can change the uh, economics and the relationship between patient and doctor by bringing our data to the table, being able to use uh, artificial intelligence and other tools to uh, drive better uh, diagnoses and so on, versus expecting a general practitioner to know every single thing about every single potential medical condition. And so um, the other reason why I probably like this book so much is that uh, Eric Topol mentions and references uh, healthcare and medicine having a Gutenberg moment, which, uh, you know, much like uh, the company I work for, Guten, uh, you know, we were named after Johannes Gutenberg and the printing press. Uh, Eric Topol talks about uh, medicine having that same Gutenberg moment where uh, you can take the learning out of a select class and put it in the hands of every individual so that they can have, uh, in, in Gutenberg's case, access to books and publishing everywhere. And in this case, um, all of us, uh, consumers and patients, having easy access to our data so that we're empowered uh, more into the future to uh, take control of our healthcare beta- better and, and so on. Uh, so... Marshall, thanks a ton. That's my favorite book. And hopefully everyone else uh, enjoys reading it if they end up picking it up a copy. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. This is Nate Leber at Leber Design and Print in sunny Columbus, Ohio, the Buckeye State. Uh, The best book I have read this year was a toss-up, but for me, probably It's Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I like that book because for me, I'm the type of person that always likes a kick in the pants rather than a pat on the back. So if you're that kind of mentality, you'll enjoy this book. It It's great because it really challenges you in every aspect of your life to be better, to push things to be the best you can be um, and not settle for mediocrity. But the best part about it as well is that it's not just a book about that. It it chronicles David Goggins' life and how he did those things in his life. But he also gives you challenges and gives you different steps throughout the book to journal and figure out what those things are in your life and how to overcome those hurdles. So uh, for me, that's why it's so good, because it's not only a great book and a great story, but also it's actionable and impactful and anybody can apply it. So it, so it is a great book in that sense of it. You know, slight disclaimer would be that it can be a bit harsh if you want to call 
blunt honesty harsh. And so it may not be the right fit for everyone, but if you go into it with the right mindset, it it's a great book for anyone. And I would definitely recommend it to anyone that, that can take it the proper way. So that's, that's my book for 2020. Uh, David Goggins can't hurt me. Great book. Definitely would recommend checking it out for anyone that hasn't. Hey everybody. Uh, this is Sean LaFave with North Georgia promotions here in Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, Marshall asked me to talk about the, my favorite book of all times. And I would have to say that is the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It hit home on a lot of different ways, talking about the entrepreneur minded people, the, your technicians, and then your managers. And, uh, it always, I always go back to the, the, the premise of work on your business is not, and not in your business. So that's what I found to be the biggest uh, help in my business life is that book. And I think I read it, um, it'd be well over 20 years ago. Uh, so it's a good read still today. So thank you very much for asking Marshall and we'll talk to you later. Hi, my name is Jay Bussell and I am the chief taco officer. That's kind of self-appointed actually CTO chief taco officer. Anyway, you guys get it. I pretend to be the marketing director at Equipment Zone, and I live and work in Phoenix, Arizona. And Marshall challenged me to share um, some books or something from a book that had impacted me recently. And while I had some extra time on my hands a few months ago, I checked out some of the old books from my personal library. I was really surprised how many books I had on sales and selling. Uh, the one that stood out the most was probably the oldest book on sales that I own. I'm pretty sure I've had this book for more than 20 years, and I know I've read it at least, I want to say three times, but I'll say I, I've for sure twice, and, and I know I've read parts of it many, many times because um, I just go back to it. But uh, this book has the most notes and the most underlines and the most highlighted sections for sure. And this book is The Greatest Salesman in the World. And it was written by Og Mandino. And Og, by the way, is short for Augie or August or Augustus. Um, anyway, it was written as a guide. It's almost, it's almost like a philosophy on sales, like a philosophy on success in sales. So before telling stories was all the rage, um, this book, think about it. This book was written a long time ago, 1968. And so does it still apply? Sure it does. Uh, this is a story of a boy. This boy is younger. His name is Hafid. And he's a poor camel boy who eventually achieves a life of total abundance. Uh, at the core of this story is this philosophy that's centered on 10 scrolls. The primary message of this book is do it now. And I think that's so important. And I struggle with that. In fact, the, in the, one of the scrolls, I, th I believe it was scroll number nine, the words I will act now is written like, it's 19 times, 18 times, something like that. I wrote this down once. I even looked it up. 
So here's another fun fact um, about this book. And I looked this up a while ago in an interview posted on the Austin Chronicle.com not too long ago, 2017, the actor Matthew McConaughey cited this book as having changed his life. All right, all right, all right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, so now for something a little more current. I thought a lot about this. And for me, I'm going to say boldly, this is the most important thing I've read so far this year. And it's not a book. It was a blog. And the title is Four Ways to Jumpstart Your Content Marketing by Creating Insights Instead of Information. That's a long title. Four Ways to Jumpstart Your Content Marketing by Creating Insights Instead of Information. If you don't know who Mark Schaefer is, this is going to be a great introduction. Mark shares four ways to jumpstart your content marketing, and I don't think I can understate the importance of the role right now of creating insights with your content instead of simply relaying more information. This probably is one of the most important lessons we can learn in marketing and social media, specifically today, like right now. So my main takeaways from this blog post were, were first, there was a quote uh, by somebody that Mark had interviewed. His name was Walter Isaacson. And Walter Isaacson said, genius requires two things, an endless curiosity and an ability to see patterns. Man, that's so powerful. Another way I think about this, or, or to help me reframe it as creating insights comes from being curious and then connecting the dots in new ways. Um, and then my other main takeaway was something that kind of shocked me when I first read it. Mark says he doesn't believe that you can think outside the box, to use that cliche. Um, so he says creating insights comes from combining boxes. And again, that's such a fresh way of thinking. So it was like, ah, oh, I loved it. Mashing up these mental frameworks, smashing these these ideas, these boxes together. So simply put, uh, it's an opportunity for us to go talk to folks, to go build on ideas together. And that sounds to me, that sounds a lot like collaboration. And that's one of my favorite words. So anyway, we all have a past and we all have a present and it's our opportunity to find insights and connect ideas from the past to the present. And sharing insights right now really solves a huge problem uh, because your messaging, if you wrap it in an insight, will cut through the clutter and you'll be adding value rather than adding noise. So let me close with that because right now the world is craving insights. And yeah, I think I want to end it there. So I'll say this, a book from the past and a post from the present. And thanks for giving me a chance to talk about this, Marshall. I appreciate you. Hello, this is Mark Coudray with Coudray Growth Technologies. I'm a business coach and 
consultant to the trade. Marshall asked me to review one of my favorite books that I've read this year or one of my favorite books overall. In thinking back over the course of the last year uh, and the craziness that we've all been through with COVID, it took me back to one of my all-time favorite books, The Business Model Generation by Alexander Ostweiler and Eve Pignew. The reason I like this book so much is that it makes business plan design and business design so easy and so simple. It's a a brilliant concept. The authors collaborated and reviewed over 470 business plans. And from those business plans, they developed a core group of nine key areas. And they put those nine key areas into what's called the business model canvas. This is a visual design that represents each of the nine key areas as blocks on the page. And you simply go from block to block and define and fill in those elements as they relate to you. Not every business has every element. Those nine areas are customer segments, value proposition, channels, which is how you sell your work, whether it's online, direct, e-commerce, stores, so forth, customer relationships, revenue streams, key resources, things that you can work with, key activities, the things you do, key partnerships, These are relationships that help your business grow and cost structure. Now, it sounds a little bit like, how do I make all this work? That's the beauty of the book. The the book is established in such a way that multiple business examples or case studies are analyzed and mapped to the business model canvas. Old school businesses like the post office and insurance sales and new businesses like freemium based online services are all explained. So you can see old school ways of doing business and emerging digital models. It's simply brilliant. I think I've given away probably 15 copies of this book. Uh, The thing that's really cool about it is that there are a number of online sites available now where you can go and download PDF of the business model canvas and print it yourself, either as a poster or as a banner. I did a four foot by six foot vinyl banner of the business model canvas. And when I meet with clients, We'll put that up in their location and then use sticky notes, the two by two or three by three sticky notes, and fill out all of these different relationships. And when we're finished, we've got an instant visual model of how that business works and how everything works within it. This helps us to then further define the responsibilities of the workers 
employees, outside uh, vendors, customers, suppliers, all of those things can be mapped out and defined so that you know what you're doing and you're not wasting time and you're getting the biggest return possible. So the key, the key thing about it that I like the most is that it's visual and I'm a visual learner. I like to see things in front of me. And when you combine the business model canvas with the sticky note approach, it makes business design and planning attainable and functional and anybody can do it. And I highly recommend it. It's called Business Model Generation by Alexander Osterweiler and Eve Pignew. This is Marshall. Hey, hope you're enjoying this podcast. The first book that I personally want to recommend is one that was published this year. It's called Red Goldfish Promo Edition, How Promotional Products Leverage Purpose to Increase Impact by my good friend Roger Burnett, and it was co-authored by Stan Phelps. You heard Roger earlier in the podcast episode. He was also featured on episode five of the Success Stories podcast earlier this season. What makes Red Goldfish Promo Edition superb is that Roger and Stan do a fantastic job of diving into why you need to build a stronger emotional connection to your brand with your customers. It's about digging deep and finding the purpose of your business. So here's a question. Can we be more than transactional in our sales? What if that same sale that you've been working on used products, techniques, methods, or different ideas to give back and become more than just simply money changing hands? Roger and Stan do a wonderful job and illustrate the book with over 250 examples from our industry with people that I'll bet you already know. As I say in the book, purpose is the new black. And here are four reasons from the book that I thought were impactful ideas for thinking about how to drive more purpose in your business. First, purpose instills strategic clarity, meaning where are you going? Purpose guides choices. It's about what to do, but also what not to do. Purpose channels motivation. Purpose motivates people through meaning and not fear. So this is a great way to get all of your employees all paddling the canoe the same direction because we're all have the same motivation. So Red Goldfish Promo Edition is my first choice for books to recommend this year. Be sure to grab it today. And next up, I wanted to go back to an oldie but a goodie. And frankly, I can't remember when I acquired this book, but I've been reading and rereading it over the years as a source of inspiration for me. And it's Jeffrey Gittimer's famous sales guidebook, The Little Red Book of Selling, 12.5 Principles of Sales Greatness. And looking through these pages, it shows that this book was originally published in 2005. Um, I, I can't remember when I bought this book. I bought it a long time ago, and I've probably reread it uh, at least a half a dozen, if not more times. 
Uh, Jeffrey, by the way, has been participating in a few of our Shirt Lab events and is going to be the keynote speaker for next year's Shirt Lab Dallas event. And frankly, this book is one of the reasons why he was selected. He has a humorous, no-nonsense approach to sales and sales motivation that I really like. And the Little Red Book is extremely easy to read, not so easy to master. And just for you, here are the 12.5 Red Principles of Sales Greatness, and you can see why I like this book so much. One, kick your own butt. (laughs) Two, prepare to win or lose to someone who is. Three, personal branding is sales. It's not who you know, but who knows you. Four, it's not about value. It's all about relationship. It's not all about price. Five, it's not work. It's network. Six, if you can't get in front of the real decision maker, you suck. (laughs) That one kills me. Seven, engage me and you can make me convince myself. Eight, if you can make them laugh, you can make them buy. Nine, use creativity to differentiate and dominate. Ten, reduce their risk and you'll convert selling to buying. Eleven, when you say it about yourself, it's bragging. When someone says it about you, It's proof, 12, and 10 is up. And lastly, 12.5, and this is probably the most important, resign your position as general manager of the universe. (laughs) So this is the kind of the reason why I like this book is because he has kind of a no-nonsense, humorous approach to things, and uh, it just really kills me. So I think this has helped me personally motivate myself, really kind of dig deep into what I want to do with sales and just general how I want to run things. So I I really think that you'll like it. So pick it up. And that's it for Marshall. Thank you. Sir, do we name a book that you've already read? Did you discover something special for yourself, your team, or your customers? I hope so. I'd like to give a huge shout out to everyone who participated with the podcast today. Mark, Charity, Tom, Jeff, Brian, the team from SNS Activewear, Meg, Stefan, and Brittany, plus Roger, Mark, Nate, Sean, Jay, and Mark Kudre. Thank you so much for helping out. Hope everyone has a fantastic holiday and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Well, that's our show today. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the latest Success Stories episodes. Have any suggestions for future guests or topics? Send them my way at marshall at marshallatkinson.com and we'll see you next time.